0: To another new episode of the Codings Pro interview series. I'm your host, Ben Dubose, and today I'm joined by Kevin Kipp, co owner of Heartache Industrial Services based near Cincinnati, Ohio. Kevin, good afternoon. How are you? Ben,
1: I'm great.
0: Glad to be on. Yeah, thank you for joining us. Uh, You guys at Heartache have a lot going on. You actually just won one of our contractor awards. In March, I believe, and the project at a Cincinnati high school gym that you won for is actually going to be profiled in the July print issue of Codings Pro. So, you guys are certainly busy, have a lot of marquee projects going on that, if our listeners want to learn more about, they can certainly access our archives or check out the upcoming July issue. And today, what we're doing as far as this member profile series episode, we're going to be picking Kevin's brain about. Uh, The keys to success for him personally, his company, and also just some general thoughts and his observations on the state of the industry and how things have evolved over his time in it. So, uh, Kevin, let's start there. As far as your career highlights, just give our listeners at Codings Pro a little bit of background on yourself and your company.
1: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So I got my start in the codings industry back, I mean, 22 years ago. So I was 16 years old. It's kind of a funny story. I had decided to walk into a Sherwin Williams paint store and and apply for a job, and my career spun off from there. <laughs> um, I ended up spending 15 years on the manufacturing side with Sherwin Williams in various roles. You know, from working in a store all the way up to uh, protective and marine sales rep, uh, working through multiple states. Um. And then as I kind of wrapped up my career on the manufacturer side, I did some time as a uh, technical sales rep for CarboLine. And uh, really what made me make the change was I was really passionate about seeing the end product. I wanted to see projects all the way from cradle to grave. And I felt that the best way that I could do that was by becoming a contractor. So. After weighing some options, uh, you know, talking to some other contracting companies, I found myself at, here at Hardig Industrial Services. So when I joined the team here, we were in the second year of business, and there was just so much upside potential. I really thought that what Greg and Lisa were doing was special. Um, they kind of set themselves apart from other companies that I was looking at and how they're treating their employees and the things that they had kind of outlined for their mission. Um, We are a uh, specialty resinous flooring contractor. So we provide solution-based flooring for the industrial and and decorative markets. And we're based here in Cincinnati. We service multiple states and multiple markets uh, with a heavy focus on food and beverage, pharmaceutical and general industrial.
0: Yeah, I was looking at the website, by the way. Harding goes back a ways as far as the name and the coatings industry. Give us a little bit of background as far as, you know, the company, the family, and how all this sort of came together.
1: Yeah, yeah. So Harding Industrial obviously is kind of the, the newest phase, but there was a company prior to, and it was Harding Paints. And mm-hmm. Harding Paints was a manufacturer of paint and coatings that started back in 1900, and uh, Greg's family, so he would have been fourth generation in the company. Um, he was there. He worked as a counter sales, but uh, his family had sold coatings for ninety plus years. And uh, in the late nineties, they sold it off to a larger industrial uh, coatings manufacturer, and that's kind of when Greg got his start as a contractor. Uh, he worked for various. Um, resinous flooring contractors and industrial painting contractors. I think that lasted for about 15 years before he decided to go out on his own.
0: So let's talk about you specifically. You've been doing this for a couple of decades now. What are some of the ways that not just the company, but the overall industry has sort of changed in your time in it? You mentioned starting you know at a manufacturer level. And now, of course, you're into services, um, be it technologies, regulatory trends, what are the ways that the business is different now compared to when you were uh, getting started at Sherwin earlier in your career?
1: Yeah, well, I think uh, obviously the biggest changes as of lately have been pricing, but uh, we we can't always control that. (laughs) Sure. So, you know, the coatings industry by far has, I think, has changed tremendously. Um, And I feel like it's changed for the better. Um, I definitely feel like manufacturers, have embraced change and innovation more and more. Um, I know it's always been tough to move away from workhorse products that have years and years of case histories to try new technologies, but it, it has to happen. You know, with change of raw materials and VOC restrictions, the you know, the need for change has always been there. Um, when I became a contractor, I really realized that the you you have to embrace that change. Um, mainly because I cannot add hours to the day. I mm-hmm. can't train new talent fast enough to keep up with the demand we have. So I've embraced new products, new equipment, and processes that help us increase our productivity, shorten recode windows, um, or, or reduce costs, You know, all while not sacrificing quality or performance. And I've found that by looking at our business in a manner of efficiency, We've been able to do more with less, and you know, unfortunately, with the circumstances we have for you know sourcing manpower and uh, you know getting enough time on projects, it's it's absolutely necessary.
0: One of the big success stories for you guys recently was your project at uh, Elder High School in Cincinnati really helping to restore that gem and the old concrete bleachers. And you guys were a winner in the 2022 contractor awards. And if I if I remember correctly, because we did our interview a few weeks ago, you also had a contractor awards winning project from 2020 that was in very close proximity uh, geographically to the new one, right?
1: Correct. Yeah. Actually, both awards um, that we won for were both for commercial concrete projects and they were yep. both at schools. So they were two different high schools. One was a Catholic boys school, one was a Catholic girls school. Um, it's, it's fun to, to know we've won projects for those because I personally intend to send my four children to those both, both, both of those schools. Yeah. So being able to say that's really cool. So, you know, winning multiple awards from Codings Pro does, it feels great. You know, it's, it's great to be recognized by, you know, a professional group of our peers and, and, you know, what I've always looked at as you know, a great organization to be a part of Um, this. I think it really speaks to our company's core values. You know, we we tell, one of our core values is, you know, be a pro, it's it's simple, but we want in every situation we expect our team to be professional. So I think winning awards and having accolades, it helps prove to our guys that when they exhibit this value, it gets noticed. So winning multiple awards, being featured in articles, It it reinforces our company values.
0: Yeah, and that's one of the things that I find sort of fascinating about it because I think for a lot of people, coatings contractors, and I suppose this could apply to people in most trades businesses, are fairly anonymous. The job gets done, but there's a lot of different people that you could turn to. And so it can be very difficult for a contractor to stand out. Whereas, you know, from my perspective as not a total outsider, but I'm not a contractor, I write about contractors, it it would seem to me that from a business perspective, be it the uh, awards, the accolades, whatever it may be, that can sort of bridge the gap between you guys not just being, you know, an anonymous trades crew, and perhaps giving a little more credence, a little more trust and making it to where, you know, potential clients are more aware of, you know, not just that you're a coating screw, but that you're hardig. Is that sort of how mm-hmm. you see it? The fact that it can sort of build uh, some trust equity, if you will, with, uh, with other clients in the, the area and hopefully around the country?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So from day one, when I came here, I, I wanted to build a brand,
0: right? So mm-hmm.
1: it, industrial flooring is not something that's out in anybody's face. It's hard to make a floor look cool on Instagram. Well right. that became that became one of my goals. You know, and and a lot of guys that have been in this industry for a long time, especially contractors, are very tight-lipped. They like to be anonymous. They don't want <laughs> anybody to know what they're doing, where they're doing it. I said, let's do something different. Let's go out and build a brand that we can be proud of. We can share our work with people. We can highlight our work to attract great talent so we can continue to grow. So I embraced social media, embraced, you know, that whole culture, which was kind of hard, right? To how do I, Mm -hmm. how do I make this look cool? But I can tell you that the recognition, um, being out in front of customers, having those accolades, it sets us apart. And I think it really has done a good job of making Hardig a brand name and a recognizable name in the industry. You know, we have customers that, you know, every time a floor comes up says we need to get hearted here. Yeah. We don't, it's not, we don't need to get a bunch of bids. It's just, let's get hard mm-hmm. in here and take care of it. So it's become, you know, a verb. Like, it's just <laughs> like, let's get, you know, let's get them in here. So That's it's awesome. been something to be really
0: proud of. For sure. So one thing that I think people are becoming more aware of with the merger of SSPC and NACE, uh, Codings Pro is now a member magazine of AMP the newly formed association for Materials protection and performance. When we're talking about these industry bodies that represent contractors, such as Harding, what are some of the ways? I suppose we can start with SSPC and NACE. When you were just getting started in your career, how did those types of organizations, be it events, certification, education, how did those types of organizations uh, help your career along as you progressed over the last couple of decades?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think. First off, putting the time and effort into the additional education, you know, to earn the, the certifications and to network with others and take classes with others that are in the same industry and fighting the same fight and kind of up against the same challenges has been great. Um, I think the, the fact that I've, I've held an ACIP level two and an SSPC CC1 level two has given me credibility. Um, I think you can go to people and take that, not just the certification number and the title, but the education that you earned while training and going through the courses and utilize that to educate customers and educate people on why they should work with us. You know, it it sets us apart because we've invested that time in not only myself, but a lot of our foremen have gone through these uh, trainings. So I think it, it's definitely adding value to anybody's career. You know, if, mm-hmm. if you wanna and go through the coding industry and build a career, I think it's, it's a must have, right? Yeah. You know, it's just, it allows you to, you know gain credibility and network with uh, other peers. And I think really that's what it's all about. I, yeah. I've met so many great people in this industry through these classes um, and through the events that uh, you know have become colleagues and friends.
0: Mm-hmm. You mentioned earlier the cradle-to-grave aspect, which I find fascinating because if you guys as a contractor are involved on the front end with specifying the right materials, equipment, processes, whatever it may be, then that's going to help you do your job all the more efficiently and well based on the fact that you are fully comfortable with everything that's going into the project. It's not like someone else is specifying it for you and your crew is trying to adapt on the fly to whatever has been called for by somebody else. When you mention your certifications and you know your relationships with these well-known industry bodies, I'm assuming that makes it a lot easier for you to get involved on the front end. When we talk about the whole cradle to grave aspect, it's a lot easier for the client, the general contractor, whatever it may be, to trust Kevin Kipp, co-owner of Harding Industrial Services, when he knows that you're certified. You know, not just from a flooring perspective, but you sort of know exactly what that floor is going to need in terms of uh, corrosion protection, uh, the various standards that are out there to get the coatings to perform correctly. And so that's where I'm thinking that having those certifications can really sort of help you when it comes to truly getting involved in the project at a high level. Is that sort of how it plays out for you all?
1: Yeah. In, in a lot of circumstances, that is. and. And I think that I go to market in a little bit different fashion because I do have the manufacturing background and I'm used to calling on the front end of projects. So as a contractor, I do the same thing. So I try to get out in front of a project and educate uh, an architect or an engineer on the systems, what their options are, help them with budgets. And, you know, a lot of the time it does, it does go cradle to grave. And we are the preferred vendor um, and sometimes it doesn't. But when it doesn't go our way, I'm okay with that because I'm a firm believer that a rising tide lifts all boats, right? Mm-hmm. And if I'm and if I'm doing something that's bettering the industry or bettering a project for others to ensure that, you know, the owner's gonna get the right project, the right system specified. Um, I feel like I'm doing my job for the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. And I think organizations like AMP are in place to elevate the industry so you know any way that i can contribute to that whether it be you know pushing forward with specs or getting involved with um you know some of the the groups that rewrite standards and things like that if if there's some way that we
0: could do that to make the industry Mm -hmm. better i'm all for it yeah and, and of course when we're talking about amp we're talking about a newly formed organization that has really brought together two worlds with SSPC, Society for Protective Coatings and NACE International that certainly had a lot of overlap, but in terms of how it actually played out um, in the field, many of the members um had their own distinctive characteristics if you will or at least they thought they did there was sort of the sspc world and the nace world now that you're bringing these groups together protective coatings corrosion control under one umbrella known as amp what are you hoping to see from that and what are some of the opportunities that are out there that maybe were not when these two organizations were separate
1: yeah so you know in the past, I feel like both organizations probably leaned a little harder on steel, right? Mm. So I'm, I'm excited to see both in organizations come together and maybe further embrace concrete. You know, concrete itself is one of the largest um, materials used to in, in general construction now. So, you know, while educating people how to protect concrete through different means and methods and coatings and how to, Test for moisture, I think, is is awesome, and I think you know SSPC was definitely starting down that road, um, and I think it's going to be really cool to see how you know they take the the larger entity of Mace and, and invest in you know building both sides up and coming together as one. You know, I, as a member of both organizations, there was definitely um, positive things I liked about both and, and why I was involved with both. So I'd like to see, you know, those two things come together. And, you know, I've always had a goal down the road to uh, teach courses for the organization. I'd love to, to get involved with the concrete coatings courses and uh, concrete coatings application specialists. So I, I definitely want to see more investment and time in training for the contractors. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think training is something that's so important across the board, and of course you talked about education, certification earlier, and I think these types of offerings are especially important for younger people entering the industry. So be it someone new on your crew at Hardig or someone that you just happen to meet at an event that's, you know, someone young and new to the industry. um, What are some of the opportunities that they should be uh, looking at? Uh, not just from an association level, because I think some of that goes without saying the opportunities that are out there uh, now with AMP, but also from a company level, what are the things that they should be doing to stand out? Just sort of take this, if you can, as an opportunity to sort of uh, use this platform to talk about what you've learned over your two years uh, or two decades, excuse me, in the industry and how that can potentially benefit someone that's, you know, in your shoes from 20 plus years ago.
1: Yeah. I think coming into the industry, the number one thing that needs to happen is you need to be a sponge, right? There's so much to learn. And if you're open to learning, you're going to learn something new every day. I, like you said, 20 years into the, into the industry, if I don't learn something new every day, I probably wasn't working hard enough or I was extremely distracted. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think there are tons of opportunities in this industry at every level to contribute. You know, from people that are working in the manufacturing side, you know, mixing products and making the chemistry that we field manufacture every day to sales reps and owners and installers. I I think every position is important and you could find a fit somewhere. It's a great industry. You know, I never thought as a 16 year old kid walking into a paint store to, to apply for a part time job. That I'd still be doing something in this industry 22 years later. And I've been, I'm proud and I'm happy that I did. So, you know, every time I meet somebody that's interested, whether it be, you know, a new guy applying to become an installer and learn the trade, you know, I tell them that there's opportunities beyond hand grinding a floor and working in the field. I mean, they could take that knowledge and learn it and they could stay here and we could grow and develop them into a long term employee. Or if it's not for them, you know, maybe the manufacturer side is, but, you know, at least they got the practical, practical experience of doing the work so they can speak at an educated level and train other people down, down the road in their career. So I think, you know, I try to set a positive example uh, that you can start from scratch and, you know, develop your God-given strengths and talents to build a successful career. And uh, I think it's imperative that if you come into the industry, you get involved with the trade associations, you network, and just, you know, continue to have fun.
0: Yeah, I think that's a great uh, perspective and a nice place to sort of end our chat. Kevin, for anyone that's listening that wants to learn more about you, of course, uh, co-owner, estimator, project manager for Hardig Industrial Services. For anyone that wants to get more information from you or the company, how can they get in touch with you guys or learn more?
1: Yeah, so obviously you can start with our website, which is uh, www.hardigindustrial.com. Um, I'm very active on LinkedIn, again, um, Instagram, Facebook. We, we've we embraced all the social media. So if you want to go digging for us, uh, we're out there.
0: Yeah, I knew that would be the easiest ones uh, for you guys, because for sure, not everyone has waded into that space in our industry, but you guys are definitely a shining example of doing it the right way. And it certainly makes it all the easier for us to uh, tell some of the stories with these projects as well. Kevin, thank you so much for the time and look forward to uh, catching up with you again down the road.
1: Awesome, Ben. Thank you. And I appreciate it as always.
0: Sure thing. And folks, this is where we will break today. Kevin mentioned how you can keep in touch with Heartache Industrial Services. But for us at Codings Pro and AMP, check out codingspromag.com and amp.org. That's AMPP.org. For Kevin Kipp, I'm Ben Dubose. Thanks as always for listening. And please come back soon to another new AMP podcast from the Codings Pro interview series.